You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome into the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair. 20 to 10 Saints fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bobby, it's to the point to where, honestly, if I didn't do this for a living, I'd probably ask for the last three and a half hours of my life back. Yeah, this is like if you let your grass grow long and then it's kind of cold, and I'll give you one last cut. This is when I'm going to cut the grass. Even though maybe if it does need to be cut, you just go push the lawnmower to get your frustration out. Then the neighbors look at you like you're crazy. What are you doing? It's cold outside and you're cutting the grass. Well, I don't want to watch the damn Saints game. I know that. Listen, it was embarrassing against the Vikings, and the Vikings, against the Ravens. I got the Vikings on the brain kind of watching the Bills and all that. But no, uh, it was embarrassing against the Ravens, but the Ravens are a, a better team. They're the elite team, I think, right now uh, in the AFC North. Uh, where they're at compared to even like the Bengals, Browns, and you look at the Steelers. The Steelers aren't very good, but they beat us. So where does that put us? Uh, uh, Christian, uh, we might be in a conversation like with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, well, then they just fired their coach and stuff and kind of um, going in a different direction what the future might become. Uh, before I get into the details, you know, I always like the numbers when, uh, and I'm going to give you one tidbit before I start. You know, uh, the, the magic number against the Steelers, you know, we've only played them 16 times and we were 9-7. and seven. Now we're 9-8. and eight. We still have beaten the Steelers more than they've beaten us. Uh, I'm, I'm going way back to when this series started. But, you know, when we scored 16 points or more, the Saints were 9-1. and one. Well, we got 10. Uh, so now we're 9-2. and two. So it just goes to show you, uh, I don't know, can we get in maybe the 20s? We are modern-day offense. Shouldn't we be able to score in the 20s? But... It was the same song and dance, uh, Ravens, or the Steelers. Uh, the trifecta, or the negative trifecta. Deuce might say, well, those stats don't matter. But I can tell you right now, we won't win another game if we keep doing this. We will not win another game in these three areas. Uh, it can be three, uh, and you can have even have like three, eight. What I'm going to go over like third down. Third down offense and defense, because you got to possess the ball to win. And make plays so you're setting the tone. Well, uh, like the Ravens game, but even worse, uh, the Steelers had the ball 18 minutes more than we did. Okay, look at third down. This is what you want your defense to do. You need to flip this script. Okay, the Steelers were 9 of 17, 53% on third down. We were 3, uh, that's 53%. We were 3 of 12, 25% on third down. Uh, well, you're not having any kind of drives. And so, therefore, you look at the time and position, uh, possession. That always correlates. And then you look, okay, old school, can you stop the run or can you run the football? What? That this is embarrassing. You, you can maybe do quarterback sneaks and have a higher average than this. A quarterback sneak in every run play. We had 29 yards on 15 rushing attempts, 1.9-yard average. That is embarrassing. Now, I know it's a different offensive line who's banged up, but everybody has – Players that get hurt, you got to step up, and who's going to do the job? Uh, so that was terrible, to say the least. The, uh, Christian, they averaged five yards a carry, 217 yards, 43-yard average. Okay, then you throw in this. 
<laughs> I don't know. We might set a negative record here. I know, I know it's not. I think probably one team probably was maybe minus 20 for the season. Well, we trending in the wrong direction. Now we minus 12 for the season, which is dead last in the National Football League. We're a minus two for the game. So uh, you're not beating anybody. I can tell you. <laughs> and we've done this now in back-to-back games against the Ravens and Steelers. We continue to do that. I can tell you right now, it'd be a miracle if we win another game. I'm not talking about, like, playoffs. You know, play, you know what? I'm not about to win a game. We continue to you do that. You sound just like your former coach. Yeah, Coach Lamar. Like, well, what are you talking about? We're just trying to win a game. Yes, and right now I would say uh, no. I can tell you right now, the Rams might be struggling, uh, but I'm not picking the Saints to beat the Rams. Look at our offensive line. How, how are we going to block Aaron Donald? we just going to hold him every play? How about we just tackle him and maybe the Rubs don't call a penalty every play? Because we had 10 penalties, 74 yards. Remember I always tell you uh, nine penalties or more or 100 yards, that's like giving up a touchdown. Bobby, they well, had well, many, well, we had 10. They had as many penalties as they did first downs. Well, oh, Chris, I'm glad you brought that up. That is terrible. 10 first downs should have 10 first downs and a half. Should have 10 first downs and a half. I remember when we shut out the great John Elway. I remember we beat him 42 to nothing in the Superdome. The Dome Patrol. You know what they held on the whole game? And they were embarrassed. I was talking to John about this. We held on like nine first downs the whole game. And he, and he thought, like, this is unbelievable. Well, we only had 10 first downs. I mean, so, uh, Christian, that all correlates to not winning football. Listen, the quarterback gets a lot of the glory. The quarterback gets a lot of the blame. This is what I say. Why not give Jameis Winston a chance now? Okay, Jameis Winston, going forward, you want to get paid and you want to show that you're the guy? What if you come in there and all of a sudden the team starts winning? Boy, that's when you got to accept the challenge. Not when things are going good. When things are rough right now, go in there and do something, and then you'll be rewarded. Andy Dalton would have a, would have a problem with that. He knows it's all about winning games that we're not winning right now. And it might be a spark. It might be something different. Now, I could say another spark, but how the Edmund Florida game. Uh, Taysom had four touches. He gained one yard. Four touches, one yard. Uh, it was embarrassing. Now, again, who's on the offensive line? Like, Kamara had 11 touches, 45 yards. The way we structured, if we do that, we're not, we're not winning anything. You know what I thought? Play with a lot of effort. Again, he's an overachiever on defense, Caden Ellis. Caden Ellis, again, had seven total tackles. He had a sack. Quarterback hurry, tackle for loss. He also forced a fumble. How can David Onyemata not get that fumble? What, he's going to jump over the ball? How about just, I don't know, his momentum. How about you fall on the ball? I don't know, ball's not bouncing right. It just looks that up. Uh, Christian, boy, I, 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 Vegas must know something that I don't know. Uh, you look, uh, boy, we were all poo-pooing. Wasn't they right on about the LSU fighting Tigers in Arkansas? What? LSU just beat Alabama. How can we only be a three-point favorite? Remember, it was two and a half, three points. What did that game finish? 13-10, three points. Whoa. Does Vegas know something? Well, uh, I'm kind of looking. Remember the over and under win total? What, they had it at seven and a half? They're like, oh, what? Take the over. There ain't no way the Saints are going to lose uh, 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 under. Um, you know, they're going to lose money now. Yeah, yeah, they're going to win at least, uh, uh, you, you would think, eight games, eight or nine games. I just hope we win another game. What do you, no, Christian, it is bad right now, and I, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And I look at it, we don't have no future quarterback. It's not like we got all this money invested in Andy Dalton or James Winston. It's not like 
Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, you know, with the Cardinals, Russell Wilson with the Broncos, they have to work out. We don't know who's going to be the future quarterback. I'm like, okay, James, you healthy? I think he's healthy. I don't know. Okay, you go in there and see if you can do something. And if he don't do anything, Andy Dalton, you get back in there. You know what? It's not working out, Taysom. I know you're not the most accurate passer, Taysom. We're giving you a chance at quarterback. We got to get some kind of production, but right now uh, we're not getting it done in, in any area. Uh, area. Christian, I, I think you had it right, and, and I told you we can't give it like to the guys behind the scene, like the sideline report and all that, the game ball. Well, what do we call it? It's not the game ball. Saints the, Radio Network MVP. Uh, yeah, MVP. Uh, no, we can't just keep giving it to guys behind the scenes. I'm giving it to Blake Gilligan. Yeah. Because Blake Gilligan stepped up. He had a, a 52-yard average punting, and he punted five balls. He had a long punt of 62 yards and two inside the 20. So uh, then you know if all of a sudden you're really reaching and you're giving, like, uh, the MVP to the punter. Uh, I mean, so that's where we're at right well, it's now. That's never good, even if you give the MVP to the punter. I mean, look how many times you punted today. One, two, three. For Four, five. five, yeah, 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 five times. But but you see, he was consistent. But he but he averaged us uh, fifty two yards, sixty two long, and also that's why I'm, we need to give it. I know to you the said that. I'm just distracted by this Vikings Bills. Yeah, game. yeah, the Bills. It's a heck of a game. Because th- that's a real game uh, that we're interested in because we love football. Yeah, and it comes. We want our team to be relevant, and and we really love football. And I'd be frustrated and pull out our hair, or 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 or, or, or you know. To, to tell you all of a sudden you're taking it out on your dog. Your dog doesn't know what's going on. Leave, leave him alone <laughs> and stuff. We, we get that frustrated. But, Christian, uh, look, uh, if you look at Mike Tomlin, you know, we were talking about this, whether uh, like Sean Payton or Drew Brees, can you beat every team? That's a big accomplishment in national football. You remember they got over the hunt when they finally beat the Ravens? Well, Mike Tomlin was 0-3 against the Saints. So he finally beats the Saints. Now he has beaten every team in the National Football League. Great, glad to check that out. And he's been, <laughs> yeah, and he's been there since 2007. Uh, but Christian, this is I, I had thought. See, the Ravens. I had thought, boy, if we can beat the Ravens, we're going to beat the Steelers. I said this, but I, I said I don't know if we can beat the Ravens because the Ravens are like a way better team than the Steelers. So and, and where they're at right now. So Christian, I don't know. The Rams might be struggling against us. So they're going to look at it. This is a game to get well. And Aaron Donald's going to look at an offensive line. I don't know, but maybe Jameis Winston might not want to come back for this game and be the quarterback. Uh, you know, and then who wants to be out there? But, no, it is very disheartening, very uh, d- disappointing. Uh, this is the most disappointed I've been post-Sean Payton and post-Drew Brees, where I thought we still could be somewhat relevant. Remember I said – we can have a winning team. That doesn't mean we're going to win anything. And what I mean by a winning team, like kind of like what we did last year. You know, we're 9-8 and eight when the Cuffs are going to the playoffs or maybe get the 10 wins. They're not going to win anything. We're not even close to that right now. We're not even close to that. That's just very discouraging. And, uh, Christian, uh, we just started in November. Who that nation? We just started in November. Uh, we're not even into, like December. Can you close the season strong to get into postseason? Right now, postseason, we're just trying to win a game. And uh, it's very frustrating if you're a Saints fan right now. Probably the Steelers had five 20-plus yard plays today. The Saints had zero. Yeah, uh, and, and the Steelers, uh, Christian, we were, they were not noted, uh, like you said, for getting big plays. Uh, th- that was one thing I'd said uh, in the pregame. They were one of the few teams, I have to find this, uh, this number, uh, about not uh, you know, having big plays, but it was like uh, they were one – 
team that um, and, and and look look at Kenny Pickett. He had thrown a couple of touchdowns, eight interceptions. They were one and three. Uh, that that was nothing uh, to write home about. But they were not uh, a big play offense. Uh, yeah, here, here this 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 where the Steelers were. Okay, this is why this is frustrating. Remember I told you the Ravens are a lot better. Uh, look, I, I thought this is a great opportunity for the New Orleans defense to get on the off on the right foot. The Steelers offense, they were one before last in scoring offense. They were scoring 15 points. They missed a couple of field goals, so they could have had 26, but they only had 20. And their longest touchdown had been from eight yards out. In other words, Christian, they, they, they didn't want no, like, chunk plays, no, no splash plays. The only, they were the only offense in the league without a touchdown scored from outside the red zone. So, like, when they looked against us, I don't know, that they probably got a little more confidence going into next week. I don't even know who the Steelers even playing next week. They probably got more confidence now playing against the Saints heading into next week. He's Bobby Abair. I'm Christian Garrick. We were just getting started here. Man, I got to take off my shirt. Happened. I'm hot in here. It's, it, 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 uh, well, I'm sweating. It's like it's cold outside, but it's hot in here. The Saints are making me hot. Hot in a negative way. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 20 to 10, Saints fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now 3 and 7. Back here on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans so, Saints. So, Radio Christian, Network. say it again. Uh, we're not 7 and 3, right? No, 3 wins, 7 losses. Uh, okay. Right now, uh, the Eagles would have a top five pick that the Saints would okay. hold. Okay. I'm telling you right now that the majority, even the nation, uh, that they would say uh, because of the roster, you know, players do get old. I think we got an old Jarvis Landry and we got an old Honey Badger. But worst case, the Saints would be kind of like a six and four. In other words, we'd flip that record. Instead of three and seven, we'd be oh yeah, the Saints could be seven and three. Again, it's not it means it doesn't mean you're winning anything, but you're still relevant. Right now, the Saints are uh, ir- irrelevant. Three and seven, Christian. No, uh, and that's embarrassing. And then the Eagles taking us to the cleaners and with the draft pick. Come on, I don't see a lot. I don't see any text messages um, that are asking when the team comes home, looking to greet them at the airport. To greet him in Canada? No, no. I, 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 I think. Now, if we were seven and three, yes. Yeah. If we were seven and three, they fans would be going to the uh, airport and wanting to greet the team, because you know it's not a perfect season like the Eagles, but they're still optimistic. Now, the thing is, I would challenge the fans, and some might not agree with me with this, but the only ones that who could truly, this is um, post Super Bowl era could truly wear bags, and some might argue maybe not the Cleveland Browns going back to Jim Brown days, but a lot of those people, uh, Jim Brown, remember Jim Brown, either they're very old or they're dead. and They don't remember the old Browns and stuff, or, or, or they don't remember Bobby Lane and the Detroit Lions. But as far as the modern era, as far as Super Bowl era, the Lions and the Browns, yeah, their fans could be frustrated, and, you know, the dog pound and all that and wear bags. But once we won a Super Bowl and we touch – or we witness success over a decade, like we did with Sean Payton and Drew Brees, you could boo, you could uh, be disgruntled, but you, you cannot wear a bag because the Saints are not the Aints of old. Once you win a Super Bowl, I think any organization that you've thrown a bone to the fans and you give them a light at the end of the tunnel. Right now, that light is very dim, or if it is a light, you're in a tunnel and you're going to the light, and it's a damn train coming to run you over. It's not a light you want to go to. It's a light you want to avoid.
Because you're getting slapped, run over like the Saints are right now. A text here says, uh, well, guys, look, it looks like we're going to get a good draft pick, right, because we may, might be the quarterback. No, they're not. They're not going to get a, a good first-round pick. They don't own a first-round pick. That belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles. Another text here. What time does the Saints plan plane land? I have a dozen eggs to spare. No, don't do that. It's not like it's not like that. That's getting medieval, where uh, you know you throw in rotten tomatoes and all that. It's like all of a sudden, no, there's nobody going to the guillotine, uh, French Revolution. That you throw in rotten eggs and eggs and all that. No, you know what? You can in Europe. What they do, we don't do that in America. I ever noticed when I was a youngster, they whistle. When they're really mad at the officiating or disgruntled with the players, they whistle so loud, but they don't boo. That's an American thing, booing. So now, uh, if, if, if they lay an egg and they stink it up uh, against the Rams, hell yeah, everyone should boo. And I'm talking about boo loud. But don't wear no damn paper bag. Uh, you know, that, that, that's one thing. We, we Listen, no one has been more successful uh, or like we in the top five of success the last five years. You almost have two decades of not doing anything to be that disgruntled. Now you can be disappointed because we're a little spoiled. So just boo. Just boo. Don't throw anything. Uh, don't do anything like that. And I don't know. With social media now, somebody's probably going to want to decorate their paper bag and put it on their head. So they'll get so many likes. Oh, look, look at my paper bag head. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm disgruntled. Uh, so they'll get the likes or something. Right Christian, our, don't tell me you're going to do that. Huh? No. Okay. Right to our Open Heart Jewelers talk and text line, Zoe in Dallas. What's going on, Zoe? You're on the Community Coffee hey, Saints Radio man? Network. Hey, Zoe. Man, I was just wondering, man. You know, like when Sean Payton was the head coach and uh, somebody make a bad play, when you head to the sideline, Sean Payton just be ready to chew you out. That's true. Adam look like he lost. He don't, he don't, I don't see no coaching on the sideline. He looked defeated. Well, uh, so that is, uh, you can't be a player's friend. You can't be a player's friend. It's a production business. And uh, now different players, how you motivate them, uh, you can encourage them. And if you get on them, they might play worse. But other players, you got to get on them. And they can't take it personal. And uh, Sean would give them the business. Uh, but uh, I think, I don't know if that's Dennis Allen's personality. He'd be faking the funk, so. So, and I think the players would see through that. So you can't make somebody that they're not, if that makes sense. I don't think that's ever been Dennis Allen's personality. Now, if we do a dumb play, I mean a dumb, if we do an outstanding play, he might give a fist pump yeah. or, or get excited that way. But he won't show uh, those emotions like Sean Payton as far as even like some simple well, as like. He said in his post-game press conference, he's going to lean on the leadership in this locker room. That's telling you he expects the, the guys to be professionals. That's just an expectation. Well, well you're a man and, and you're a pro and you're getting paid to be a pro, but. Sometimes man-to-man, -man, you can challenge uh, an individual man-to-man. -man. Uh, now, Christian, I, I don't want to compare this to war or anything, but didn't General Patton challenge his soldiers? Sure he might have went about it a different way. Napoleon Bonaparte challenges soldiers. So, I mean, it's not like, oh, we're going to battle. We're going we're gonna to do our best and uh, hell, do our best. we got to freaking win or we're going to die. You almost have to have that mentality where if we don't win, i got to go in the real world, get a real job. Now, when you're getting paid all this money, you be like, oh, we'll live to fight another day. Or, you know what? Man, uh, in the real world, I'm hurt. Football, I'm not hurt. Uh, but right now, I think sometimes players have something that's bothering them, and they go, man, I'm not 100%. I, I think I'm going to sit this out. 
Look at our offensive line. We got the JV offensive line on the left side playing in the game. So uh, good, good um, if he can hang in there, whether it's Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston going forward to try and motivate those guys up front. Because, uh, listen, you're going to have Pat Mahomes or, or whatever, who, who, but those guys up front uh, right now, uh, the last two games, uh, the Ravens and Steelers have kicked off behind in the trenches. Henry in New Orleans East. Go ahead, Henry. You're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Uh, yes, good evening, gentlemen. It's uh, been a while since I've called, but I just felt I had I needed to call today uh, concerning the uh, quarterback play and also uh, uh, make, a, make, make a comment about the defense. And um, I'm just going to go to one particular play during the second half when we get the ball back. We got to steal a lineman running off the field. Our quarterback looks like he doesn't recognize that. He's under center. Now, I've seen veteran quarterbacks see this and take advantage of it. But it looks like he allows him to run off the field, then gives Pittsburgh time to call a timeout to stop the play. That that play right there told me everything I need to know about Andy Dalton. He does not have QB savvy. Well, well, but Henry, Henry, with that being said, wouldn't you say uh, that'd be a wasted timeout when an experienced coach like Mike Tomlin? How, how yeah. you cannot be that organized uh, that we have to waste the timeout because we have too many defensive players on the field? I can make the, the argument, field. Henry, that the timeout is more costly than the, than the penalty. My no, thing is no, not not taking that. You got to be fair, Henry. You got to be fair, Henry. You got to be fair, Henry. That 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 you are you, are you waste any coach wasting a time out there because it, you're in the NFL game. You got too many uh, players on the field. No, uh, that, that that probably ticked off Mike uh, Tomlin when that occurred. That's a free play. They're not going to stop the play at the same. Snap the ball and run a play. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, now. I, cause, how I, well, I mean, that's football. I've watched, I've watched this man from Green Bay do it throughout his whole career. I expect my veteran quarterback to recognize that he has defense at a disadvantage. Now, that's, now, now I'm, just, I'm just saying this is not any dog that's not a rookie quarterback. Right. He's been in the league. He's been in big games. This is something I expect from him. All right. The last, the last, no, the, the first interception you do, that wasn't on him. Man, Jarvis Landry, hey, Henry, Henry, the first interception. Then you think, I don't know, I don't want to say this, but Jarvis Landry looked, oh, that pass was right there. How about you catch it? You can't bat it up in the air. Okay, Henry, okay, so comment on that that one, the first one, then also then the second one. Okay. On the first one, he throws it to Jarvis Landry. Right Good there. Pass. It's right there. It's out in front. It's where he needs it. It hit him in his hand. Yep. It's supposed to get caught. Jarvis Landry falls back and looks like he's looking for a flag. Catch the darn ball. I agree. All right. Now, the second one, terrible pass. The man, the man has him beat. Throw the ball out so he can go and get it. He has the man beat, but yet he throws a 50-50 ball. He throws it up in the air and allows the defender to have him make a play on it. 
No, you need, yeah, no, you need the to get the receiver needs to fight for that ball too. Well, though. the receiver needs to fight, but you got to get the ball out there, and maybe uh, Jameis Winston might be able to make those type throws, whether it's a 50-50 ball or getting the ball uh, out there. Henry, the, bo- the bottom line is, Henry, I can tell you this. I don't care if it's Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. If you win the quarterback, you're going to get the glory. If you don't win, you're going to get a lot on your shoulders and the blame. And Jameis Winston is trying to be an NFL quarterback of the future, right? Yeah. Well, Jameis Winston, how about if he gets an opportunity, goes out there, and finishes the season strong? And then let's say he's playing well. It doesn't matter really what the team's doing, but he's playing well. Let's say they do win or they have a winning record. That's how you get compensated in the league. So Jameis Winston should be lobbying. I don't know how healthy he is again. He should be lobbying, okay? And Andy Dalton came here as Jameis Winston's backup. So Andy Dalton should be like, okay, here's my, uh, James Winston, here's my chance now to redeem myself and close out this season and look forward to the future so I could be compensated and lead a team. And not just be on a team, but lead a team and be the guy they're counting on. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bobby, first play uh, of the game offensively for the Saints, false start. First play offensively in the second half, OPI, Jarvis Landry. I mean, 10 penalties. You should not be, what, we're week 10 now? Ten weeks into the season, still dealing with an undisciplined football team. It shouldn't happen. It well, just shouldn't. You're, you're a bad football team. There's no other way, uh, no way to sugarcoat it. Like Deuce said, I agree with him. They stink. They're not good. Well, it's not like we were playing right now. Who do you think, like, hot team? Um, you know, it's amazing that we had a chance. We played uh, the Vikings stuff. Look where they're at right now. We played them tough in England. But other than that, it's not like right now where we're at, we're playing – like the 49ers or Eagles, or you play in the Bills or, or the Chiefs. We saying your mom and dad Steelers. I say the the, 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 the Steelers are sorry that that we played a team that as at, at the bottom of the of the AFC North. So uh, no, it, it's inexcusable that, that 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 to have this kind of performance and you're trying to get well. 
Uh, well, uh, other teams are looking at, you know how we get well? Let's play the Saints. Because, you know, you might say, well, this team's struggling. We have a chance where they're saying, oh, we, we have a great chance to win. We're playing the Saints now uh, going forward. So, All right, right back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Real heavy D, you're on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, I hope you all are doing well, Bobby, Christian, all your crew as far as health-wise, because I know for all of us, that was painful to watch. Um, uh, we should have looked like a good football team the way we did against the Raiders, but instead we made a sorry looking a sorry team look good, and that's just sad. No, no, uh, that's true. Real heavy. You said it. Listen, we were all excited we shut out the Raiders, but the Raiders aren't very good. Now, you got to beat NFL teams like that. That's why I thought it was a great opportunity. The, real heavy, there's a reason why we were going at Pittsburgh and we were favored. We weren't like a touchdown underdog or anything because the Steelers, uh, they nothing to write home about until they played us today, until they gashed us for 217 yards rushing. It wasn't that long ago. We, we were like, if not the best run defense, we were in the top three. I mean, what what happened to that? You know that that to me has has been unbelievable because it's basically even what without Quran Alexander, he went there all those games. It's basically the same defensive players in the front and the linebacking core, and how we get a gash with the run. Now, is players resting on their laurels like is Cam Jordan maybe? Getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, we paid David on Yamada. I mean, uh, uh, look, I, I seen a uh, Christian. I, I saw. Uh, I got to use the correct English, whatever. Uh, I saw today, and I said, Christian, look at this. Malcolm Roach was excited about his effort. You know, Malcolm Roach, a tough player. He ended up. He was the second leading tackler uh, uh, with eight tackles. Okay, he had five unassisted. He had a sack. Quarterback hurry, tackle for loss. So he said, I, I'm trying to do my job, but I, but I saw him like flex and get all pumped up after the Steelers just gained five yards right up the middle. I'm like, what? It's not like he just stuffed him at the line or was a tackle for a loss. He was like flexing, and I don't know if it's this young mindset, whatever. He's all like getting jacked up, and he just gained five yards right up the middle. I, I, I don't understand that kind of mentality with that. Type of play. No, I'm glad you made the tackle, but it was five yards down the field. More of your calls next year on the Point After on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. And welcome back to the Point After here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Right to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Brandon in Mississippi on line four. You're on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Yeah, I, I just want to know, like, it felt, I feel like we're getting our coach. I feel like the front office failed the fans. I feel like we, like I'm, I've been a Saints fan for a long time, man. And for the first time, losing don't even, it don't even bother me. We used to it now. Like I feel like we got a and that, that second uh, pick that ended up through. When did Kevin White ever catch a deep a deep pass like that? Why did he even throw it to him? Well, he's he's never caught one in practice. I know that on contested throws. He was like. Um, 
all, all of a sudden he looks the part, but he's more Kenny Stills-like. And if you throw 10 50-50 balls up there, he might catch it 20%, but he won't, won't catch it 80%. So, yeah, uh, that, that, that's not uh, something that, that I, I would trust. But um, Brandon again, and Bobby, this is an organization now, let's, let's not forget, behaved like a team that felt like they were a player away, right, this offseason. They traded up in the draft to get Chris Olave, sacrificing uh, the 2023 first-round pick. And they also went in on all in on Deshaun Watson. So they felt like they were close, and they're they're clearly not. Well, they, they uh, Christian, that's behind. a great point. When you said uh, that, and think about this, Atlanta, Carolina, that's why everybody's looking for that next trigger quarterback. All of those NFC South teams were in on Deshaun Watson. Now he ended up going to Cleveland. He got that unbelievable contract. But when you think at it, it wasn't like the Saints thought they had that future quarterback in the building, or they wouldn't have went after Deshaun Watson like they did. But – Thinking that, okay, uh, last year, boy, we were right on the cusp. And I think the reason why they had that mindset, you know, we were 9-8, and eight and look at the Rams 49ers game. It's like uh, how the dominoes fall, whether you're in the postseason or not. But we weren't in the postseason, okay? It didn't work out. But we always said, boy, if you get the double-digit wins, you could be that team for sure. And then they're, they're not nut. Nothing unbelievable. You go 10-7, and seven, whatever. But it's the Saints, we think, it could be able to achieve that. And I think the reason was because they look at how we were snake bit with injuries. And they had three teams. Uh, uh, there was the Saints. Titans. I want to say Titans and the Ravens last year that were snake bit with injuries. So they said, well, it really can't happen again. It has. And, uh, yeah, it, it has. And I, I think, Christian, um, we even worse. Even with all the injuries last year, uh, at least we had – and nine wins. Uh, what has been like a, a monumental win for us? Twenty-four to zero against the Raiders. Yeah, that'd be monumental if the Raiders were like the Bills or something like that, or even if the, let's say the Raiders would be like the Bengals, and we did that to Joe Burrow or something. But to do that against the Raiders, that's like, oh well, if you're a meaningful winning team, we should do that. He's Bobby Abraham, Christian Garrick. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after. Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I don't know if I should get to that text or not. For the about record, what? I do not think I know more about football than Deuce McAllister. I just know a decent amount from having listened to this guy across from me quite a few years. Well, no, you, you, and you've been on the sideline. Yeah. You've been in the, I've talked to enough players, enough coaches to know what good football, what so bad what, football what, looks what like. So what is the text saying? Uh, it, basically, when I alluded to the stats earlier, uh, saying that, you know, you I got your back on that. 217 I, I, yards rushing. What is it? Uh, t- uh, no, 10 it, penalties, uh, 10 first downs, no, you 3 got, of 12 on third down. Hey, listen, listen, uh, Deuce can't poo-poo that. You got to do your homework on that. All teams do that. All 32 NFL teams look at that, and it's not winning football. I'm telling you, the Saints will not win another game if they continue to do these three areas. And it is stats, whether you like it or not. If they continue to do this, they will not win another game. I don't care if it's the Rams. I don't care if it's Tampa Bay coming up. I don't care if it's Falcons, Carolina again, like we did against the Ravens and Steelers, that it it is beyond terrible. That if you are only converting basically 27% on third down and you're giving up over 50%, and then uh, you can't stop the run and your opponent's running against you, they're gashing you, you're getting two yards a carry, they're getting five, 
And then, so therefore, they dictating the tempo of the game time possession, and you minus two. What? We couldn't afford to be minus one. Listen, we need to be like plus one in a turnover margin. No, you know what else? Okay, we turning the football away, but when are we going to take it away? Kane Ellis forces a fumble. We had a couple of chances to get it. Is the ball just not bouncing right? I mean, David Onyemata, he like jumps over the ball. You know, force a fumble, but we don't get it. I, I'll even let me tell you, when we won a championship, this why stats do matter. When we won a championship, I want to say, uh, Christian, off the top of my head, if I can recall, I know it was over 30. I want to say we had 32, it might be even more than that, at, at least 32 takeaways. Mm-hmm. And defensive scores, pick six, scoop and score, whatever like that, mm, we were world champs. We were world champs. That does make a difference. The Philadelphia Eagles, who are unbeaten, are oh. plus 15 for the year. They've only turned the ball over three oh, times. Oh, okay, say that again, Christian, for all you people who don't like the numbers. Okay, this is the Eagles, who were undefeated. And look where the Saints are at, dead last in the turnover margin at minus 12. Okay, say what the Eagles have done. The Eagles are undefeated, plus 15 for the season. Turnover margin. And they've turned the ball over themselves just three times. Three times. Two interceptions and a fumble. That's and, and, it. And, and they are plus 15. And, and what is their record? Uh, they're unbeaten. They're undefeated. Hello? Uh, you got the best of the best going against one another. That does matter. Uh, I, I guarantee you that the Saints have no chance going forward. If they're minus one every game or minus two at all, no, no, we're going to set a negative record as far as turnover margin. Right to our Oakenheart Jewelers talking text lines, Hollywood and Thibodeau. What's going on, Hollywood? You're on our point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, Bobby. Hello, Chris. How y'all doing? Hey, Hollywood. Hey, Hollywood. Are, 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 did you go cut your grass or what did you do? Did you go? Uh, I, I don't know. Did you did you did you go empty the dishwasher for your wife? What did you do during the game? I don't know. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Bobby. I'm uh, probably going to play golf on Sundays and uh, watch my little granddaughters uh, play <laughs> bitty basketball. <laughs> I know the outcome of the games. They're going to lose anyway because they don't play with swagger, emotion, energy. They don't even make themselves look good. So why us fans should keep on following the Saints the rest of the season? They really need to make a coaching change now. Because he's not getting it. He's a defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. Well, that's a good point, and Hollywood. A lot of people agree with you that uh, Dennis Allen might be an outstanding defensive coordinator. This happened in the past, you know, like Wade Phillips. You can, uh, Vic Fangio, you can look at a number of individuals that had a chance to be a head coach. They work out, but they were outstanding defensive coordinators. Look at Tampa Bay. And all of a sudden, it's not Bruce Arians like, but, you know, the jury's still out on Tampa Bay of what's going to happen there. But, uh, but, but, but Hollywood, don't, like, uh, totally disregard the Saints. You have to at least uh, watch him, and, and you could uh, boo right. and be disgruntled, but please don't put a bag on your head. All right, thanks for the phone call, Hollywood. <laughs> so we cut him off? Or yeah, we got to go to a break. Okay. All right, this is the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Seven losses all together. This does not feel good. It doesn't feel good. Use your imagination. You heard the bleep there. The Saints lost 20-10 to 10 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Back here on the point after on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby, what's on the text line? Yeah, and if you had a, a couple of younger studs, um, 
you know, pulling their weight uh, with Cam. Uh, Cam's not going to be, like, unbelievable every year. He's getting up in age. But Cam has um, played, like, solid enough to be on a winning championship-type team. But the, the other cats have, like, Davenport, uh, Peyton Turner and all. There's a number of players that have to uh, pull their weight. Well, we're getting a number of texts, and, and this is true. I'm going to read a couple of them, and I'm going to comment. Uh, is uh, this is from the first one? Let me see. Fifty-one oh one. Is Dennis Allen officially on the hot seat? Well, if you're not winning, no matter what city you're in, you're officially on the hot seat. Considering that six to seven, eight coaches get fired every year. It's not like one or two. Uh, haven't we had already a couple of coaches get fired? Yeah. Okay. Look in Carolina. And, and Matt Rule and then Frank Reich uh, with the Colts. So that's two already. Mm-hmm. And it's six to eight. I'm telling you, it always works out to six to eight. So, yes, uh, Dennis Allen knows that. Uh, it's, you don't get like two or three years to build your program. No, you got to win now. And all NFL and all NFL cities do want to win now. Now, this is the one a lot of fans um, have a question about. And, and I think, why not? And I'm going to tell you uh, why he might not want to do this. Okay, this is from uh, 8244. What about putting Taysom back at full-time quarterback? Why not just see? Uh, it's just a thought. Uh, just see what he's going to do. Okay. I don't know. He would never admit this, but if you could put him on a lie detector test. Taysom, do you want to be the quarterback playing and play out for every game? Now, you're getting compensated about $11 million a year. You, you know, you're supporting your family. You want to be a quarterback and all that. But that's a whole different animal than the Swiss Army knife, jacks of all trades, and what he's been able to do at a high level. And he's not like 23. How old is Taysom? He's like 32? He's, yeah. Okay, how old is Andy Dalton? Like 35, 36? I think Andy Dalton's like only like three years older than him. So I think Taysom wants to do what he's doing and to be a part of an offensive puzzle. But as Saints fans, we're like, okay, let's say they decide to go with Jameis. And Jameis does not work out. Instead of putting Andy Dalton back in there, okay, Taysom, close out the season in December. Or, or, or you know, the last month, the last four games that Taysom, you're the guy. Now, he might embrace that, or, or uh, you know, that role and, and see what he could do. Uh, but, but I'm telling you, Taysom, did you see the one pass he threw today? The guy's yeah. wide open. It's a simple throw. Bobby, in, in your career, okay. you throw that 100 times, you're going to throw it on the money 99 out of 100. You well, might, you have to. Have one miss. No, you have to. It's a high percentage throw. So is that the one miss that uh, that Taysom had? No, and, and you look at it. He had a chance to throw a pass. And, look, you know, you know people say, oh, he better. No, uh, you know I love Taysom Hill. I love Taysom Hill, the football player. But he threw the one pass, and, and he was not accurate. Well, you have to be accurate. The, the, just look at everyone. A lot of the who that nation we taped the game. Look at that Taysom Hill pass. How it's coming out of his hands, and how it was almost like a struggle to be accurate on, on a, 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 a simple flat route on the outside. It wasn't like no tight throw, a uh, seam post or something. So that's why I'm saying uh, when fans sometimes think like, oh, because they see all the unbelievable things Taysom does, you know, the power and all that. Well, 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 well just put him in there. He'll do it every play. The NFL's too good. Defenders are too good for Taysom 
to be able to sustain that over a season and be like Magic Man. Now, you might say, well, uh, what look at Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. Uh, Taysom Hill is not as good as Lamar Jackson as a passer. Sorry to say, you might not like Lamar Jackson as a passer, but he's way better than Taysom Hill as a passer. I'm telling you. You just got to look at the film and where it's at. You might say, oh, well, look at Taysom's um, uh, winning record. It's 8-2 and two as a starting quarterback. Okay, again, that's a small sample size. When you look at if all of a sudden you count on him game in and game out, I- I'm telling you, you would not see the results. You know, would you consider paying Taysom Hill, which is now, you know, uh, the quarterback's not on the roster, like 25-plus million as your future quarterback. Would you be willing to pay Taysom Hill, yeah. Andy Dalton, the James Winston right now, like quarterback? That No, you would not. But that that's the market. But you and I pay that. The, the future Saints quarterback is not even in the building. It's not even on the team right now. And it might not even be there next year. Ooh, hey, man, what are you talking about next year? I don't know. Okay, what free agent going to go out get out there? Now, even if James Winston don't want to be a part of it, Andy Dalton still might be the better answer until you get the quarterback you want in 2024. That's like ancient time from now. Oh, you're depressing me. No, I, I'm just telling you. You're being honest. Uh, I'm being honest right now. If you think this is going to be like a quick, a quick fix, now a quick fix, you know why they were worried about wanting a quick fix? They went after Deshaun Watson. And no Look matter how long all, all that baggage off the field and all that, they were looking at Deshaun Watson. Yeah, we think that could be a great transition from Drew Brees to Deshaun Watson. Look how long it took the Dolphins to replace Dan Marino. Uh, well, and, and then, look, they, Tua, they're counting on Tua right now, but it's still going to be what Tua's going to do. Let's say you played in inclement weather in, in, in Buffalo. Okay, is Tua going to be the guy? Because uh, uh, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl as a rookie, but he never went back. They're trying to replace. And look, at John Elway, when he left, left Denver, they had to get Peyton Manning, a veteran, to win there, and then you look, they go get Russell Wilson, paid all that money. They got to hope Russell Wilson works out. They paid him all the money. They, they, they don't have any other options. He has to work out. He's Bobby Abair. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Back here on The Point After on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 20 to 10 Saints fall to the 
Pittsburgh Steelers, now 3-7 and seven on the season. Back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines. Jim in Memphis. What's going on, Jim? You're on the point after on a Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, Chris, Jim, hey, Bobby. Thank you all for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, a couple of things come to mind uh, right off the bat. One thing, I'd like to thank the NFL for flexing to the uh, to the Buffalo game, Buffalo and uh, Minnesota, so at least I got to watch. We usually watch the Saints here in Memphis. I used to live in New Orleans. I've been a Saint fan since I was a kid. Uh, Dad was a coach. I played at Louisiana Monroe. I've been around the game for a long time. And one thing that really bothered me, and I know it bothered y'all, 10 first downs in a ball game. Right. How do you explain that? And let me ask this, too. Of those 10 first downs, how many, I don't know the answer, how many of those did you get uh, on, on penalty by the other team? I'm just curious. Well, the, the, uh, the Steelers only had three penalties for 40 yards. So th- that was really not an issue. It was just that uh, you weren't converting on, on third down. Uh, you were three of 12, uh, 25%. No, that, that, that's totally unacceptable. And they've done this back-to-back games now against the Viking, uh, against the I keep saying the Vikings, the Ravens and the Steelers. They've been terrible on third-down offense and ter- terrible on third-down defense the last two games. And, and we've got a lot of people hurt. I went over and saw them yep. play in London. Yep. Uh, they, but everybody's got people hurt at this time of year. That's right. You got to play with the ones you got. You got to put eleven people on the field and and play with those eleven. Jim, the, the guy uh, think, from the guy from Pittsburgh, Casey, that had the first interception, he didn't know he was playing until Saturday night when uh, Mika Fitzpatrick had a, an emergency appendectomy. So and, Mika, and Mika Fitzpatrick is a stud. I mean, he's not he's an all pro. No, and, and they're paying him a lot of money. So that's well, a guy they're counting think, on. It's not just uh, okay, just another starter. Okay. I don't think that the Saints are a very well conditioned team. And, Bobby, I'd like your opinion. Is Barry Rubin, is he still in the league? Is he still a strength and conditioning coach for anybody? Well, the last uh, I heard, uh, it was with the Chiefs with Andy Reid. I don't know if he's still with Andy Reid or if he's retired because Barry would probably, uh, if he's still coaching, I want to say Barry's a couple of years older than me. He'd be like 64, 65 if he's, if he's still uh, strength and conditioning because I know He's been in the NFL well over uh, twenty, uh, somewhere twenty to thirty years. But the last, I, I would say, was with the Kansas City Chiefs. Jim, thanks for the phone call. Thanks for holding it down in Memphis. Corey in New Orleans on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines. You're on the point after on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. How you do, Bob and Christian? Hello, Corey. Hey, man, I just got a few things, man. Uh, I'm I'm kind of sorry to say this right now, man, but that's Dennis Allen defense out there. That's right. That's Dennis Allen defense. Number two, it's time to let it go. Period. Well, and and, you know, Corey, you're making a great point, and I want you to uh, keep on. You're bringing a lot of passion there, but it's not like our it's not like our defense is kicking ass and we're losing. No, we're losing, and our defense is nowhere where they've been in the past. So how can you not hold uh, Dennis Allen accountable? Go ahead. He got to hold him accountable. You got to hold him accountable. Look at oh, look at that. Look at uh, fifty six. Davis, that man not even playing this game. You talking about Demario Davis? Yeah, yeah. The, the double D. Demario no, Davis. No, he, he he ain't been great. He's been like good uh, to very good. He made one outstanding tackle 
that we expect uh, DeMario Davis to make at least four or five times a game. Remember, Chris, I said, whoa, that, that's a, a great play. That's old school DeMario Davis. But that was like one time. It, it wasn't like, you know, four or five times what you expect. Now he had eight total tackles, and he had a tackle for loss. They put him on stunts. This is his best season as far as getting sacks. Uh, but, no, there is nothing. In other words, right now when you look at our defense, the, the, there's nobody talking about, oh, he's an all-pro or he's a pro bowler. There's nobody in that conversation. P.J. Williams led the team in tackles with 11. Tyron Matthew was third with seven. That's safeties, two safeties. Leading your team in ta- or top three in tackles tomorrow, Davis in between Matthew and Williams at two, uh, second leading tackler with a total of eight tackles. So that's just not good when Tyra Matthew, your, your safety, along with P.J. Williams, your other safety, leading the team in tackles. And you were without Marcus May again today with an illness. I don't know what that illness is. Um, Bobby, how many times did you play with being sick, by the way? You never was sick. They give you a steroid shot and you just play. Like flu. Flu what? I mean, Michael Jordan, uh, you know, play because you know what? Okay, you, you look at you, you have an NBA and you got Major League Baseball. You got all these games. Harold Perkins, look what he did yesterday. Oh, he okay, okay, the, the, yes. Uh, look what Perkins did for LSU. That's the right thing. You could give him a, a player something to be able to uh, overcome that sickness, and then you also so concentrate on the task at hand that it, sometimes it's a balance. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Hey, Barry, what are you talking about? Now you're MD. Now you're a doctor. No. I'm telling you right now that a number of players have played sick before. That, that's, that's not even a question. But now this day and age, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel good. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to play sick. And I, I don't know what they're thinking, uh, but I know in the past that, uh, look, you're only playing six, uh, 16 now with 17 games, that if you're going to help the team win, uh, that, that you got to play. And uh, some players might say, well, I'm sick. I, I, I can't play. Uh, but I'm telling you, they can give you stuff that'll make you feel like you're not sick. Now, now you might feel like crap tonight or you wake up the next morning, but you're able to put out your best effort, uh, effort for those three hours and help the team. The old Bayou Buster. Go ahead, Bayou Buster. You're on the point after. Yeah, I, I just want to tell you all, I think I know which, where it all started back when Peyton left. Uh, and the reason why he left was because he didn't have a quarterback and he saw uh, how the salary cap were killing us. You know, you, you can't overcome That's that. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I think the other thing is expectations. We had a lot of expectations when Peyton and Breeze were here. Yes. We can't have it now. That's, that's gone. We, are we back to where, where we were back in the uh, – 70s and 80s, you know, whatever what's going to happen, it's going to happen. Well, well we, we, we might be, uh, okay, uh, Old Bayou Buster from Tennessee. It might be more like before uh, Hassel, I mean, before uh, Coach Payton landed, uh, um, you know, post-Katrina. This might be almost early 21st century with Haslett. All of a sudden, you got a bone, uh, you win a playoff game, and then all of a sudden you look at the Haslett years and then, Overcoming the adversity uh, of Katrina, uh, they won three games. Then all of a sudden, the next year, you know what's crazy? You know, one-year turnaround? When Sean Payton came and Drew Brees came, all of a sudden went from three wins to ten wins. And that, se- and that season, ten and six, you are number two seed. 
And I'm thinking about this because I'm just starting doing the radio gig. You know, Buddy D had me coming here, and I was like, damn, if the Saints go to Super Bowl, i got to wear a dress. And I just got here. I'm like thinking, because you remember, if they win in Chicago against yeah. the Bears, they go into the Super Bowl. Now, uh, the, the, the Bears were overachieving, too. The, the, they end up losing. But they were who they were going, Rex Grossman? Yeah. At quarterback, they, they were overachieving. But, but, but the point being that all of a sudden – that's when you kind of established and gave the fans hope. And then the 2009 season, 2010 Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl. Then 2011, you overcame the greatest show on turf, which was the Rams. It's amazing. E- even more than, uh, to me, the NOLA no-call against the Rams. That, that was the best Saints season in history. 50-plus years, 2011, they had fans calling and complaining that I leave the game in the fourth quarter because the Saints are winning by too much. It's boring. Like I said, w- what are you talking about? No, I'm bored. I wish the games were more were closer. The Saints were that dominant. So, uh, and then you might say, well, they should have went to at least three Super Bowls. They went to one and they won one. But it is what it is. No, you get used to that as a fan base, and and, and you're not going to accept anything less. He's Bobby. I'm Christian Moore. Your calls on the point after. Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. All right, back here on the point after 20 to 10, Saints fall in a frustrating game with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just in case you 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 didn't see it or didn't hear it, uh, three of 12 on third down. They gave up 217 yards rushing, turned the ball over two times. They, they managed just 10 first downs, 10. They committed 10 penalties. Pittsburgh had 38 minutes and 56 seconds of time of possession. Um. Total yards, 379 for Pittsburgh, 186 for the Saints. Well, well, Christian, I'm going to leave it at this. You know, if you're playing against a team that can really run the football and you're like, well, we better pack a lunch, we better be ready. But the Steelers sucked running the football. Now you might say, uh, what was his name, Harris? Uh, Yeah, Najee Harris. Yeah, Najee Harris. He was dealing with Andrews where he's at, but – it wasn't just him. Christian, he they went were, 20 for 99. They were 27th in the league in rushing. They weren't even sniffing 100 yards. Uh, but they get 217 yards against us. Okay, again, they, wasn't, they weren't accomplishing anything to establish a rushing attack where uh, they're not getting 100 yards. They're, they're in the bottom five. And then they go against us, and then they're number one, 217 yards rushing. To me, if I look at, you know, because you focus on the ball and you focus on the quarterbacks, to me, that has been a problem as of late. Now, I could say the offensive line, uh, we're not running the ball because maybe it could be injuries. We don't have all hands on deck, but I'm not going to use that excuse. But I know what's not an excuse. Why can't we stop the run? Why can't we stop the run? Who's really been hurt? We've had our and we've had most of our guys in the interior, and and we look at we get in gash. You look at our, our run defense, Christian. We've been top five, top three, and all that. Right now, uh, we were giving up coming into the game. We we're giving up like 121 yards a game, but we gave up uh, like I said, 217. No, it was embarrassing. It was like. You remember to open the second half against the Ravens when uh, they were that one drive. 
It was like the least amount of yards is like eight six, out of 11 six yards. Eight of them was runs, and it was like eight, nine yards. And uh, it might be another uh, nine yards. Or it might be the, the lowest gain was like six yards. And then before you know it, what? That means they're running right down your throat. Not going to understand. That's how the Ravens have been structured. And they had their backup running back in there. But the Ravens have always been stout in the trenches. But then the Steelers, the Steelers' offensive line sucks. Uh, but they didn't suck against us. Uh, I, I'm telling you. <laughs> they have been bad. They have been a bad offensive line, nothing to write home about. That's why I'm really discouraged right now. Uh, we play like this. We might not win another game. You're making me, when you say suck, you're making me think about uh, the water boy and mm-hmm. Rob Schneider. Oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> no, we sucked again, back to back. Against the Ravens and the Steelers. Oh, I don't want to play any AFC North teams anymore. Oh, we still got the Browns. Oh, is Deshaun Watson playing? 0-3 against the AFC North. Oh, yeah, yeah. 0-3 so far against the AFC North. Don and Harvey, what's going on, Don? You're on uh, the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hey, hey, good morning. Well, good evening, I should say. All right, everybody's talking about Andy Dalton. Need need to replace the quarterback. But I'm going to put some pressure on the wide receivers, tight ends, getting open. Offensive line, not blocking for the quarterback, protecting the quarterback. We have a fullback on the roster. Why do we not use the fullback and Alvin Kamara at the same time? I said all that to say this. Our offensive scheme is not working. We're not using our best players like we should. Shahid got a touchdown today. What did they do on the very next play? They took him off the field. Why not leave him on the field? He's a decoy. Defense is going to play all for him because of his speed. We take him off the field. So now they don't have to worry about That was Jawan Johnson that got the touchdown. No, he's talking about when uh, Rashid Shaheed when he, uh, had that big catch? initially when he had like his first two touches, oh. he got a touchdown. Right, Don? Well he, got, well, he had a nice – I'm talking about this game. He had a nice catch this game. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. And the defense was playing – they were playing all for him because of his speed. Yeah, he, he had so one, one catch for 12 – he had one catch for 12 yards. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, but leave him on the field. You got, you know, you got to. Everybody has to play right now. Everybody's hurt. You need people out there on the field. He needs to be more involved. Well, I can answer that, Don. I can answer that. And let me tell you, great coordinators are great, but uh, you might say, "Oh, everybody just taking up for the players." I think Tom Brady made more, made Bill Belichick more than Bill Belichick made Tom Brady. Well, what are you talking about? Okay, I played against Bill Belichick. He was at the Browns. Nick Saban was defensive uh, back coach. It wasn't nothing special. All I know is great players make great coaches. Or great quarterbacks, I should, I should say, make great coaches. So I think I'm leaning more to Tom Brady making Bill Belichick what he is. I'm saying Drew Brees help Sean Payne get where he's at and uh, Pete Carmichael. I think Pete Carmichael, if he's on, he would tell you that. He goes, man, let me tell you, I just had to point Drew Brees in the right direction, and we were freaking winning, and we were rolling. Now, if you don't have that cat, like first ballot Hall of Famer, then it's a different animal. That's why, why you think Sean Payton left. Sean Payton said, man, who's the quarterback of the future here? That's why Sean Payton, wherever he's going to end up next year, and hopefully we get a number one draft pick, he wants to go like with a Justin Herbert or some quarterback that he thinks could, that has – First ballot Hall of Fame potential, like a Drew Brees, to have ultimate success. He don't want to make them have success. He wants to point them in the right direction, and then they'll have success. 
and then that'll parlay to him getting credit. Come on. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Your calls are next here on The Point After on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on The Point After, welcome in Bobby Abair, Christian Garrick. Diamond in the Rough performance of the game presented by a friend and company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. Uh, I don't know, Bobby, where you want to go here? Um, well, P.J. Williams I, I, with 11 tackles? No, really no, diamond no, no, Kate no. Nellis? I'm going to go with Caden Nellis, uh, Christian, because he's stepping up for Pete Warner. He's not going to be Pete Warner, but uh, I'm looking at it. He had a sack, quarterback hurry, tackle for loss, and he forced a fumble. It's not his fault that David and Yamada didn't come up with the fumble. I mean, no, I think – uh, listen, that's the kind of players you need that are, are taking advantage of their opportunity. It might not be the best of the best, but they're taking advantage of opportunity and they're making plays. So, yeah, uh, I would say considering where Caden Ellis has come from, Chris Christian, he's been a guy that knows his role even on special teams and a, a great team player. So a diamond in the rough, I, I would say Caden Ellis. That, that's a good choice. Right back to our Oakland Jewelers talk and text lines. Uh, Steve and Baker. Louisiana, you're on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line Point After on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio hey, Network. Bob. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Christian. You want to talk about questionable calls by head coach Dennis Allen. You're in the fourth quarter. You got a third one. He runs the ball and gets stuck. You got a fourth and one. You got Dalton as your quarterback. He runs a quarterback sneak. He gets stuck. Why in the heck, guys? Wouldn't you put Taysom Hill in the game at quarterback with those two situations? Because you're That's fourth and easy. one, and you'd like to believe that Andy Dalton can, can – the offensive line could get enough surge to get Andy Dalton a, a half a yard. Listen, the offensive line, go look at that play. They were, Their pad level was so high. They got knocked backwards. No, they got knocked backwards on that fourth and one. That, that was so discouraging. That, that, when we, that, that was a play we got punked. I mean, it's like, come on. Can you at least get any kind of push? No, we're supposed to be pushing forward, not going backwards. Now, I don't know even if uh, Taysom Hill could have been a miracle worker, uh, Steve, on fourth down. No, third down, that might have been a different option with him in there. But on fourth down, no, that that, that was very, very discouraging, Steve. But, um, yeah, uh, that, that I think the bottom line is fans have witnessed Taysom Hill and his production. They want to see, okay, if we're not winning, at least, okay, how many plays? Uh, again, th- th- this is terrible. I think now we've had, Christian, I, I got to take my notes from last week. But th- th- this uh, game, we had 45 offensive plays. I think we're in the 40s against the Ravens. Like, like what? You should be at 65 plus, but you only have 10 first downs. So 45 plays, so uh, whatever the play, let's say it's 45 or 65, they want Taysom Hill in for at least half of them. Whether you're getting the ball as a tight end or he's a decoy, whatever he's doing. So let's just say you have uh, 64, 65 plays. So let's see him for at least 25 to 30. Every game, not a handful, not a couple of handfuls. At least 25 to 30. Considering, why not? Because we're not doing anything uh, offensive right now, especially the last two games, how we're attacking defenses. He had four touches for the game. Four. Yes, that's what I say. Four touches for one yard. Uh, I mean, I mean he, he, 
He should have he should have more of an opportunity. He should never have a game where there's only four touches. Considering it's not like what he did two or three years ago. No, what he's done this season. He should never have a game where he only has four touches. Bobby Abear, Christian Garrick, you'll hear from Saints All Pro defensive end Cameron Jordan next. And your calls here on the point after on a community coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after, Bobby Abear, Christian Garrick, Saints All Pro defensive end Cam Jordan speaking to the media after the loss. Seven straight losses. What's the message to the team? Not to seven straight. You know what I mean? Seven, seven losses, losses all together. It does not feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to, to be honest, we have to find our way or this is going to be the result of every game. We show a lot of fight. We show a lot of heart. We don't get the job done. Um, this is, for me, it's unprecedented territory just because, as far as I can recall, this is probably the max I've ever lost on being a part of the Saints team. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, we have to we have to find a way to win. We have to, you know, come out of second half or come out into the second half, 10-10, and end the game, 20-10. It's not where you want to be. Uh, we've talked about it prior weeks about um, winning the turnover battle. We had opportunity. Caden, I think, punched the ball out. We got to be able to get that ball back for our offense. Um, it, you know, a couple of those, those choice penalties late in the second half that hurts. Uh, and I'm, you know, I feel like on a scramble situation, I thought our corner player didn't play the right right situation. Uh, this is all without watching film. If I can break down film, I could have more accurate answers for you. Just, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. We have to find our way to win. Um, at this point, officially three and seven. This is this is a disgusting feeling. With that many penalties, I know you haven't looked at the film, but how do you, what do you attribute the penalties to, or how do you get it corrected? Uh, we had a we had a lot today. Um, ten, I think as ten, 10 as a team versus their three. That's you know and. and in a previous era, you would say these are the things that we can't we can't lose on, you know, penalties, turnover ratio, uh, time of possession, and when you don't win those series, three things is clear cut on how you know we didn't capitalize on some opportunities given. When you guys kind of have those recurring themes in different games and it doesn't flip this late in the season, what do you like? How does it get? What's the cause of that? I mean, you know, you can you can see the wins and see where things go our way, and you can see the losses and see where things are not. Um, you know, you say. That, Everything that that we need is is still in this building. Um, to find to find success, we just have to play cleaner games. You can't have these games where you have, you know, two turnovers versus no turnovers. You have to be able to equal out. I think that you know, for some of this leaky yardage from the from the defense, uh, you have to be able to eliminate that. Um, you know, we're going to go into it knowing that Kenny Pickett ended up rushing for what 80, 90 yards. Two big dashes that I can remember. That's you know that's directly on our defense being able to collapse at our defensive line. So as fast as I can get to this film, as fast as I can you know correct some of these mistakes, the better off we'll be. Cam, how surprised are you by this team's struggles at this point in the season? I'm surprised we don't win every game every year, if any season of my 12. So for us to be in this this situation where we're officially three and seven, like I said, it's a disgusting feeling. It's it's not. Um, indicative of I think the guys in this room there is plenty of effort plenty of talent and you know this is the this is a rule of on any given Sunday um, we have to play our per- our perfect our best football each and every time we get a chance we're not right now we haven't shown that we can overcome adverse you know bad two ter- two turnover situations um, I think there's a lot of fight in this team I think there's a lot of grit in this team uh, 
and when you come out into a second half when again the score is 10-10 and we get the ball first you know whether we score or not we, as defense takes over we have to be able to create another turnover give our offense another chance it goes hand in hand yeah do you feel like y'all are doing enough stuff during the week to fix these problems i think so i think that again i think that the guys have have shown exactly what we can do it's not like we look slow out there it's not like you know we're missing tackles this is just something that um we have to be able to hone in you know i could say previous week maybe there was missed tackles whatever it was this week uh you know, I think we still executed game and game plan at a high level, but when you see a certain couple things, as in penalties, as in turnover possession, as in whatever it is, um, it doesn't equal us winning this game by by large margins. Cam, as one of the leaders, how do you keep this locker room together? And focus on what we can control and execute at a high level. You know, anybody can run hide from from the truth. The truth is, right now, we have to come out and play a great game from jump. We can't have any lag effects. We can't be sluggish on any, on any in any one phase of the game. As a team right now, we have to scratch, crawl, whatever whatever you, the verb is, get to a win, and we have to do that rapidly. Bobby, did you hear halfway through that uh, interview, press conference, whatever, with Cam Jordan, he said, he told you something. He said, in a previous era, we were, we were it was imposed on us, I'm now paraphrasing, uh, that, we can't lose the game in turnovers, penalties, and the like. And I think he's telling you Sean Payton used to Sean Payton used to um, make them understand that on a weekly basis and communicate that to him. You you can't lose the game there. Don't lose the game in penalty yards. Don't lose the game in turnovers. Lose it, in other words, because they just beat you, they out-executed you. Right. In other words, it went down to the water and they were better than you and it went back and forth. Uh, no, Christian. Right now, where we're at, uh, we would be probably because we basically passed the midway point. You could say midway point. We might be the first NFL team in history to make the postseason and be last in the turnover margin. You know what I'm saying? You think this team's going to the postseason? No, no, no. I'm just saying. So let's say, I don't know, some miracle or something. Jameis comes in there, and all of a sudden we go on an unbelievable run. I'm just a lot of wishful thinking. Uh, I'm just saying that for somehow that it would be like a miracle and you win the NFC South, which is not very good. You're not going to be because uh, you're a record of wild card. But someone has to win the division. It looks like Tampa Bay obviously has the upper hand, in particular how they've played the last two weeks. Look, they go to Germany. They take care of business. But the, the point being is that I knew that we had no chance, and I was like, well, win the NFC South. But I say overall, to live up to expectations, to get the double-digit wins, or to, to get even like uh, where you were last year when you had 9-8. and eight. Okay, that's not to write home about, but it's still 9-8. and eight. It's not 8-9, and nine, or it's not 7-10. and 10. But to even get to that point, I know for sure as hell – uh, you can't be the number one team, uh, and that's a negative, dead last in the turnover margin, being minus 12 now. Christian, I, I, and I said this, I think I was on the radio in Pittsburgh. I've been on the radio in Baltimore. I've talked to Deuce about this. And that's all you can do as players. Now, can you do this? Can you flush whatever has occurred and that is that we minus 12 uh, for the season, which is dead last in the league in the turnover margin. Okay, and I said, well, we got to play the Steelers. Steelers, we got to be plus one. We have to be plus one in the turnover margin. 
because that'll help you win the game. Well, uh, lo and behold, I said this in the pregame uh, when we did the pregame show. We were minus 10 dead last, but nothing to write home about uh, with the Steelers. And they were 25th. They were minus four. Well, guess what? Now they're only minus two because they were plus two in this game. So I'm saying to even have a chance, to even have a chance, let's say you're coming to the game in the Dome and you're watching us against the Rams. Well, if we're in the minus category, that's going to continue to snowball. We ain't winning jack. And you might have embarrassing performances. But to even have a chance, can you? It's not 100%, but you increase your chance. Can you be plus one? Uh, or can, can we? Uh, okay, let's say we turn it over. And you do, it might be a fumble or an interception, whether it's Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, whatever. C- can you take two back? Christian, we ain't taking anything back. Well, if we turn over, we're not opportunistic. We're not getting any turnovers, whether it's like the, the ball not bouncing away, force fumbles. Do we really have a chance today, like for interception? I'm just thinking. I know a fumble we did because Kane Ellis did an outstanding job forcing the fumble, and David and Yamada. Fell over. I forgot. We had two, two individuals had a chance, and then they recovered. But I don't know if we even had a chance for an interception today. Bad teams get bad bounces. That's the way it works. Good teams yep. get the ball bounces their way. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. All right, back here on the point after on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Fuel up for the next game at McDonald's. Bobby, what's bugging you about today's game brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company? Well, what's bugging me is that we have not been able to turn the table. And what I mean by turning the table uh, of being consistent, uh, consistently on the plus side in the turnover margin. You know, I, I say, well, you know, uh, now the Rams are going to be uh, one game. Can we be plus one? But even if we plus one, we're still minus 11 for the season. So just trending in that direction. I don't know if I've ever uh, been around a team that has maybe uh, have hope uh, within the locker room like Cam Jordan and all, or what they have to do. And, and uh, Christian, it's, a, it's amazing that we, uh, we even have a win. That, uh, but, but, like, with only three wins and then what your expectations if you're on uh, the minus category like we are with the turnover margin at minus 12. And one of those wins, week one, against the Falcons. That was luck, the fourth quarter. You might say, well, like, we made the luck. Yeah, we made the luck, but if we, we dug goes up. down and gets the first down instead of going fighting for he more doesn't yards fumble. fumbles. He doesn't fumble. Saints don't win that Yeah, game. you see, like a fumble, kid, okay, that's a turnover. see, that kind of stuff. You got to be opportunistic. So that, to me, it, it is like mm, that. that's why I don't have any hope. Uh, Christian, we're not even at, at Thanksgiving. I, I I would say we're not even close to Thanksgiving, uh, considering where we're at, that we ain't turning this around. Uh, we're not opportunistic enough. Uh, we don't um, protect the football enough, and we're not taking it away. And uh, and a lot of hands are involved in that. You know, and it, th- that's very discouraging. Right to our Okinawa Jewelers talking text lines. Jimmy and Gretna, you're on the point after, Jimmy. Hey, how y'all doing? Good thing. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, I'm driving a little feet. I'm going to the Bayou. Marshall Tucker Band's playing tonight at 6 o'clock at the Seafood Fest. I just figured I'd say that for anybody who wants to drink their stars away or eat something. You know, I was thinking about heading um, down there myself. I, I wanted to oh, go yeah. down there and watch that. No, 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 Marshall Tucker, no, that's a household name right there, Jimmy. 
Yeah, they're they're at six, and then Martina McBride's at seven thirty tonight in Lafitte, and all the proceeds go to uh, the hurricane relief in Lafitte after Ida. So if anybody's bored, come on out. Hey, look, I'll say this: you guys, if you remember, I called in at the beginning of the season. I said this was the best team I've seen the Saints have on paper, uh, and the disparity between that talent and the quarterback issue. What I mean by that is. You know, we just didn't have a quarterback, and it's been an issue all year, guys. Now, injuries have mounted up. You know, guys, like Bobby said, you know, Honey Badger's been up and down. He's looking his age. Jarvis is looking his age. Injuries, Michael Thomas was pretty much out all year. So, yeah, I mean, now you got guys like Landon Jones who have to step up. Ellis has to step up. Pete Werner, one of our, you know, spotlight guys this year, is out for the season, I guess, or at least on IR. Right. That really hurts. But yeah, it's been a, a conglomeration of problems. Injuries, obviously, are not an excuse. You know, it's disappointing. I'm just looking at it right now, Christian and Bobby. You know, we're probably not going to make the playoffs. You no, know, but, no, we ain't making Jack. There's uh, no probably. Uh, uh, this like, team is like, not making the playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs. No, no, no. Right yeah, now, yeah. we we just trying to win a damn game. I don't know. Uh, can we be respectable against the Rams? I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, right now, uh, what are the Rams and Cardinals? Uh, I think we had saw that earlier, Christian. Yeah, the, the Cardinals were beating them pretty bad, seventeen to three last yeah, time. Yeah, the, the Cardinals are putting it to the Rams, but, but so you might hey, say the, the the Rams are having a Super Bowl hangover. They might not have a hangover. Matthew Stafford though is not playing in this game. Yeah, okay. That's hey, cool. let me finish with this, and I'll hang up. I'm going to the seafood fest. I'll hang up and listen to your response. Look, we all like Bobby always says we got spoiled by Drew Brees. Yeah, we all got spoiled by Sean Payton. Sean Payton made Winston look better at five and two last year, and he probably made Taysom Mill as the quarterback look better. He was 4-1 as a starter last year. So this is the thing. We all expected. This is the disappointing part, guys, as a fan. Um, And I know you guys are fans, too. You analyze the Jolson fans. Is that Dennis Allen was in-house. We were expecting the transition to be easier and and a little bit more succinct. That's one of the reasons why uh, Mickey Loomis said uh, he hired Dennis Allen was because of the smooth transition. Exactly. Well, exactly. the thing is, uh, you, you know, Jimmy, you have to hold everybody accountable, whether that's um, Dennis Allen or whether it's Mickey Loomis. And, look, I, I, I think uh, Mickey Loomis is a nice person. I've gotten along with him. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, look, uh, he's been uh, going way back. Uh, even when I was playing, he's with the Seattle Seahawks organization. This is going back to uh, late uh, in the 80s and 90s. So he's been an NFL lifer. And uh, did we think highly of Mickey Loomis before uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees uh, got here? <laughs> no. But all of a sudden, you push the right buttons, and Mickey Loomis is able to land Sean Payton and Drew Brees. He hit the lottery. Now, can he do that again? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of fans that say, that. well, you have to look at uh, Mickey Loomis. It, it starts from the top to the bottom. Mickey Loomis. Uh, you know, uh, uh, because you, you can't look at Dennis Lausch and all those guys. They're, they're just the money people. You have to look at who's running the team. Like it would be Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland, all of those cats. Uh, 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 Carly. Well, what's his name? Uh, uh, not Kai no, Harley. Kai Harley. Yeah, yeah. All of them. That's the one how the team is structured. And, you know, you push it down the road. You push it down the road. And, and who are you going to hold accountable uh, for the salary cap? And all because about who you're paying, who you're not paying, that all comes into play. So, now, the, the head coach is always the figurehead. But to me, 
It's a combination of everybody that's involved with player evaluation and who you decide to pay and not pay. If, if you're Gail Benson, what are you asking of Mickey Loomis right now? Uh, that that, that um, I want to wait and see how this season's going to go about, and nothing's etched in stone. Because that's what the fans want, and they want a product out there that we not just we just going to go along to get along. Ms. Gale has to be demanding. Now, I would think who would be the right-hand person uh, with Ms. Gale uh, would be Dennis Schlauscher because Mr. Benson trusted him. And I would say even though he's uh, public relations, but he's much more than that this day and age, I, I would say like Greg Benson. See, Greg Benson, Dennis Schlauscher, uh, they're not making personnel decisions. But Gail Benson and them, they all communicate. So they communicate. So you have to look at what's the product going forward for this decade. You know, all of a sudden, you have to, uh, uh, the fans have to want to be in that number. You refurbish the stadium. You got a Super Bowl coming here. But as far as the talent on the field, then Dennis Schlauscher and Ms. Gale and, 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 and Greg, they got a whole, like the Mickey Loomis is uh, accountable, Jeff Ireland. Uh, you know, Kai Harley, all, all of those, because they're handling the personnel going forward. So, no, it's like a, a year-to-year business. I mean, you go, and, and, you, and you go forward. How much leeway do you give them? But it's not like you, you got a contract for life. No, the fans won't accept this. you got to win. We're in a production business, whether you're in management or you're a player. you got to freaking win. you got to win or they get somebody else. Okay, well, what happened? Um, we had Jim Haslett. Okay, so uh, Mickey Loomis, uh, so we let go Jim Haslett. Well, you might have friends. Listen, you got friends in all walks of life. Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton's friends. They could be competing against one another one day. They're still friends. You might have to fire your friend. But you've all been well compensated and have a great lifestyle. So, so that's why it's all about accountability and production, no matter if you're on this team or that team, that's what it demands. Well, they have a very business, pragmatic approach when it comes to players. In other words, it's not personal. It's, it's business. I'm either going to pay you or I'm not, or I'm going to keep you on the roster or I'm not because I feel like i got to do what's best for the organization. Well, that same approach goes on with the front office. With head coach. Amen. It's not personal. It's, you, not, it's a performance-based business. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a performance-based industry. And if you're not performing as a player, you're not performing as a coach, they're going to move on from you. Are you not uh, performing uh, from a management perspective? Then you have to, to move on. That happens every year. Now, I'm not saying six to uh, eight co- uh, general managers get fired, but that's always what head coaches every year. Look, every year six, seven, eight head coaches get fired and general managers going in a different direction. Look at this. The freaking Houston Astros just won a World Series, and they fired the general manager because the owner doesn't like him. Because the owner didn't maybe – the general manager didn't do what he wanted to do. They brought back Dusty Baker. He's going to be 74 years old to be the general manager. Well, he that, did, that happens all the time. a one-year contract, and he declined it. Okay, but they still declined it, and he's gone. Yeah. He's not no longer. He won the World Series. He's not there. So why won't you take uh, one year, maybe prove yourself again? That's because of the conflict between the owner and the general manager. That so, is a little more personal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, but that personal stuff does come about. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't come about. But let me tell you right now, we appreciate Mickey Loomis 
And what Ms. Gail Benson and Tom Benson has done for this organization, particularly uh, post-Katrina, and what occurred uh, since 2006, and how relevant the Saints have been well over a dozen years. I want to say like 15, 16 years. I can show you all kind of numbers where the Saints are in the top five, prime time at home, on the road. Uh, they uh, uh, been that relevant. And a big part of that is Mickey Loomis, Sean Payton, Drew Brees and all that. But you know what? It continues. Uh, but you, you, resting your laurels, no. Uh, what have you done for me lately? It's going to be what is the Saints organization doing in the 2020s? Okay, what are we doing now? We're in 2022 until 2030. What are we doing now? That's why it's not like you got a contract for life. Not so much of BS. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick, back to your calls next here on The Point After on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby and Christian back here on The Point After. Saints lose to the – I'm having a mind meltdown here. Uh, well, well, Steelers. Well, I'm, Steelers. I'm looking at the Raiders right oh, okay. now. Right. I was going back to <laughs> – the Raiders, when that's how good it felt then. Uh, right. The Steelers, 20 to 10. Excuse me, Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick. What's on our text line? Well, uh, Christian, this is a fan who has no clue. I'm sorry to tell you this, but this is like 2571. He says, Jameis Winston would be a fool to go back in the game now. What? Are, are, are you a pro? Do you want to get paid in the future? Do you want to uh, accept the challenge and our adversity? No, if Jameis Winston wants to get paid in the future, he needs to go play and show not only the Saints but some other team that he's the man. So to say, the man, man, you're scared. If you're scared, say you're scared. Come on. Jameis Winston would be a fool to go back in the game now, 25-71. Man, that mean, you must be scared in life. You must be scared in life, dog. Uh, come on. You got to accept that challenge. If you have an opportunity, you have to think that within yourself, you're going to make the difference. Uh, if Jameis Winston's healthy, he can't be punking out. He got to go on there and help the Saints win. And therefore, if you help the Saints win, you get rewarded in the future. You got to go out there and do it. It's not like, oh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to play with this team. They're struggling right now. What? You have struggles in life. You got to go out there and make it happen. Now, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, but if you want to get compensated in the future and not just be a backup, then you got to go out there and prove your leadership and, and win games. So, I mean, I don't know who this cat is, uh, 25-71. Winston would be a fool to go back in the game now. That's a scared individual. That, that, that's not a pro football player. St. Safety Tyron Matthew speaking to the media after the loss, 20-10 to 10 to the Steelers. Tyron, after seven losses, how frustrating is it right now in the locker room? Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it's obvious. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just not a you know a good football team right now. So, uh, you know, obviously, it's a lot of self-reflecting, but you know, we've got to put one together. Some of the things Dennis was talking about, just getting back to fundamental and just correcting things with penalties. Is that how you see it with the defense, or is it something maybe something else? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, anytime you give up that 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 amount of rushing yards in the game, that's not a good sign. Um, I feel like we've had, you know, more than a few games where we've kind of let the run get away from us, um, and we've had more than a few games where, you know, we're on the field on third down, we get a stop, and then it's a flag. So. Um, you know, they scored 20 points today, but I'll probably say, you know, 13 came off penalties. You know what I mean? Just, you know, them extending drive. Your coach says this is a good locker room. Uh, are you concerned moving forward about the, you know, the attitude? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not concerned about that. Uh, obviously, you know, um, every time, anytime you lose in this league, um, 
you know, it takes a hit at the confidence. Um, but I just, I probably say as far as spirit, you know, and morale, um, you know, I think we all kind of know what we're capable of. But, you know, like I said, we're just not a good football team right now. Um, you know, seven losses uh, with, with, the, with the kind of talent that we have in the room. Um, yeah, it's just, we're just not good right now. They're ultimately six first downs picked up because of penalties. How difficult does that make it to win a game? Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, you know, I think anytime you can't get off the field on third down, um, you know, the, the, the percentages kind of go up for the offense to kind of convert and score touchdowns. Uh, you know, it's the same way if you miss a turnover. You know, you see a fumble on the ground, you can't get it, or you drop an intercept. Um, you know, more, more times than likely, the offense is going to get some points out of that. Can you talk about just the, sorry, Nick, you talk about the talent on this defense. Is it surprising that you guys are sitting at three and seven, given what you came into the season with? Yeah, um, it, like I said, it's definitely surprising. Um, you know, we just, you know, I just, I mean, ultimately we have to play harder, um, you know, for our coaches, you know, for ourselves, our teammates, um, you know, uh, and we just can't get caught up in, you know, who we don't have. Uh, just have to focus on the guys that, that we do have at the moment. You guys are three and seven. You have a lot of recurring issues, missed tackles, penalties, and that stuff doesn't get fixed. What's what's the cause for that? Um, you know, I think honestly, you just got to work harder in practice. Um, you know, uh, you know, once game day comes, uh, you know, you don't get any re real redos. Um, so, you know, you just got to make that commitment. You know, uh, in the in the work week, uh, you know, just work harder. You know, during the week. Alante Taylor had two pen penalties on him himself. Do you talk to him, especially since he's a rookie, when it comes to that? Like, don't get it down too much. Yeah, I mean, he's a you know physical bump and run corner. Um, so. You know, I think the more times he's in that situation, you know, he'll understand the league that he plays in. Um, you know, a lot of times they want these receivers to just kind of run free. So, um, you know, I think he'll he'll learn from it for sure. Tyron Matthew there after the Saints lost 20-10 to 10 to the Steelers. You heard him say a couple things there. He acknowledged that at 3-7 and seven, they're not a very good football team, but, he's, you know, to correct some of the tackling issues, he said we got to work harder in practice. Well, why, why do you have to say that now? Like, in other words, why isn't that all automatically going on already if you're a pro football team? Why are you not already working hard on tackling? Why? And they, I know they don't tackle very much in the midseason. Yeah, they don't yeah, even have that, pads that, 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 on. I don't, I, I I don't get, agree with that. They, they, they work just as hard in practice as when Dennis Allen was not uh, the head coach. When Sean Payne was the head coach, he was the corner. Did they work on the same? Now just the players got to go out and do it. It might not have the same dogs. Okay, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Marcus Williams, uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson, they're not there. No, it, it does matter sometimes the players you have. No, the, the one thing, uh, listen, good for him that he has this, uh, but, but Tyron Matthews an old football player. Uh, Jarvis Landry looked old today. And look what you're compensating them. You're paying them millions of dollars, and that's all well said and done. But without uh, Tyron Matthews, without Honey Badger, you know how many interceptions we'd have this year? We'd have like zero. What? What? That's almost like going the whole season. I mean, I think we're going to get a few more, hopefully. But that's like we passed the halfway point now, and we have two interceptions. That's almost by accident that you can have at least a handful. Almost some, some way, somehow, you're going to have more than two. I mean, uh, I, I said this, Christian, Johnson Garner Johnson uh, came in August. You like practicing, and you might say, what does that mean? That's way in August. No, 
Uh, look, look, look at what Chauncey Gordon has done in Eagles uniform. I don't know. The ball seems how it seems to follow him. Yeah. And he comes up with interceptions. He was the only one making interceptions in, uh, interception in training camp. I'd say, well, we're covering good as hard, like with Paulson and Debo. How are they calling, uh, like, um, you know, defensive holding or how aggressive you are. They had officials out there now and then. How are they going to throw the flag? But as far as intercepting the football, uh, Chauncey Gardner was the only one that was intercepting it. And at the end of training camp, Tyron Matthew got a pick. Well, right now he has two picks. He's the only one for this season, for this season, th- to have any kind of interception. Does Tyron um, Matthew look like that pl- same player he was uh, with the Chiefs and early on in his no. career with the Cardinals? No, no. I mean, I mean he not... played with reckless abandon, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, uh, sometimes I think he makes uh, – uh, I don't know. As a human being, you get beat up in your body and all that. I think he makes executive decisions. I, I saw there might have been one play that uh, it was a continuous run and maybe his head was on a swivel on the back end to see if somebody was ready to airhole him before he was aggressively making a tackle. Now, I'm not because Tyron Matthews are uh, tough. Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, is the greatest LSU player as far as being impactful that we've seen in the 21st century. And we're seeing another one right now, Harold Perkins. Mm -hmm. When you look at what, as a true freshman, and the impact they have coming out of high school, it didn't get any better than Tyron Matthew Honey Badger. Well, you see that in Harold Perkins now. And you saw that as he matured, and he went with uh, Patrick Peterson and his dad with the Cardinals, and then he went to the Texans and the Chiefs, He's had an unbelievable career, but he's on the back end. That's one thing, I guess, Mickey Loomis and all, and that's all hindsight because we were all on board. I, myself, the fans were all on board. Bring Jarvis Landry, bring, Ty, bring Tyron Matthew back home. LSU players, bring them back uh, to New Orleans. But I'm telling you, they were not the same players and contributing at the highest level when Jarvis was uh, thoroughly healthy in a Browns uniform and Honey Badger when he helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. You know the old saying? Uh, Deuce and I talk to us about this all the time. It's better to get rid of a player a year too soon than a year too late. There's a reason why the Chiefs didn't pay him. There's a reason why Jarvis Landry was available. You know, you might say, uh, well, the other team, they just hate him. No, they ain't hating on him. They kind of know something maybe that you don't know. And you might be rested on their laurels. I know I was rested on Jarvis Landry's laurels. I mean, Michael Thomas broke his record. Now think about that. And then look at Honey Badger. Honey Badger, to me, in the modern-day age, because he played with my son, T-Bob, to me, I, I thought Honey Badger was the greatest, most impactful college player, football player that, that I witnessed recently in the 21st century. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. We'll wrap up the show next here on The Point After on a Community Coffee New Orleans. But Saint that doesn't mean he's there now. Before we push out of here, back here on The Point After, Bobby Abair, Christian Garrick on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I want to thank Charlie Long at Master Control. Also, our operations and program manager, program director, Diane Newman, and, of course, the Houdat Nation, the fans, uh, for weighing in and understanding uh, fashion where you guys are frustrated. We're frustrated as well. Before we squeeze in our last call for the night, Bobby, um, you're anti-bags. Yeah, on yeah the I'm anti-bags. This is from uh, 5964. Bobby, why shouldn't we wear bags on our head? Again, I'm going to explain to you because we already have won a Super Bowl. It's not like we're like the Browns, uh, the Super Bowl era, or the Detroit Lions. You might say, well, I want to show our disapproval. Uh, we need to show our disapproval. Well, then boo till you horse. 
boo, boo, just boo as loud as you could boo. You know what we do to who that chant, just boo. But don't put a bag on your head. You know why? That gets national attention. And then, now, if you want uh, social media hits and all that, then you get national attention, and that views you as a fan base that is disgruntled, and we're losers. Also, the ants. You want to go back to all of a sudden the nation calling the saints the ants? No, no I, that's why you don't do it. Now, you could boo because there's a lot of teams that are frustrated and haven't been part to the Super Bowl, haven't won. Look at the Vikings. They went to four Super Bowls, never won. Look at the Bills, four Super Bowls, they never won. Do their fans put on bags on their head? That's why, no, I, I would say if we never won a Super Bowl, then you can wear a damn bag. But we've been a Super Bowl, we won a Super Bowl, and have been relevant in the 21st century. And up until 2022, we've been a top five franchise. Now, we didn't win anything, but just look at I can show you a number of areas where we are ranked amongst the best. No, we not. We were in the bottom five for like two or three decades. That's different. So that's just a fan living in the moment. Uh, that, that just like, oh, okay, flash in the pan. I'm putting a damn bag on my head. I'm so mad at, I'm mad at the Saints. No. Boo, yes. You could boo. You can hiss. Do anything. To put a bag on your head, and you see if you boo and you hiss, that won't get national attention. But you put a bag on your head, that makes the who that nation look bad. That makes the Saints look bad. That, that's why you got to keep it in perspective. Now, if you want to wear a bag, wear a bag. But I'm telling you, get national attention which is negative for the area if you do that golf coast, golf south. Bobby, you just hit, hit, excuse me, hit, hit the nail on the head with they'll get national attention. Well, I think that'll motivate people to do it, to be honest with you. Today, oh, yeah, because they, want, they want attention. They, they want to have hits. They want attention. Or, uh, how many look my, likes? Look at my all. Instagram likes today. Yeah, 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 I went yeah. viral. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's something you don't want to go viral. You, you want to be proud of your team and all that and how you get their attention. You know how you get Mickey Lewis and the Saints' attention? You go to a home game and your boos are lou- louder than the cheers. Well, that'll get Gail Benson's attention because she doesn't want that atmosphere in her right. building. But I'm telling you, to wear a bag is like you never accomplished nothing. And like we'd have won in 15, 1980 in New Orleans Saints. What? We ain't nowhere near that. Uh, now, you might say, well, Bobby, we're not much better. I don't know if we even come close to a, a winning record or 500 record. But still, I say, look how relevant we were when we won a Super Bowl. Look at 2011. Look at the Nola no call. That's all recent history. That's not something we did like in the 70s. No, this happened in the 21st century, basically the past a decade. So that's why you got to keep it in perspective. As far as wearing a bag, you might want to wear a bag because, like, oh, my grandpa or my dad wore a bag, and I never got a chance. Oh, the Saints aren't doing good. Let me wear a freaking bag, and I'm going I'm to color it and put me some eyes and I'm gonna put a mouth, and I'm going to go to the game and wear a bag. No, you're going to get on TV. You want to get on TV that way? We look like fools in the, as far as from a national perspective in the Gulf so, South Gulf Coast if we do that. No, if you displease with the team, boo and hiss and all that, but don't wear no damn bag. Those days are over because we won a Super Bowl. That's for what you should be doing in Cleveland or Detroit who haven't even come close to sniffing a Super Bowl. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. All right, that's a wrap. Chad, Gary, Taylor, Dr. Gonzo, Josh, call Bobby and Mike tomorrow on second guess uh, from the Silver Slipper. Sorry I couldn't squeeze you in. We're out of time. Yeah, right. yeah, please call tomorrow because I know Saints, the fans are very passionate, and I want to hear what you have to say because 
Yeah, uh, listen, win or lose, we want to hear what the Huda Nation has to say. All right, that's a wrap. I'm Christian Garrick, Simper 5. I'm out. Bobby, do you think? All right. Bonne nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that, I hope. Uh, go Saints. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 